believe that you can heal yourself? Too often we give our power away to something outside of ourselves and rarely, if ever, trust and tap into our innate healing power and intuition. Everyone has this capability to heal in ways we never thought possible. It's your sovereign right to claim and have true health and lasting wellness. Now, here is the host of the Dr. Dolores Show, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in our beautiful universe. Welcome to another episode of Healing in Ways You Never Thought Possible with myself, host Dr. Dolores Vizzino. Today, we're going to talk about chronic pain. And you know, chronic pain is, I'm, I'm going to call it like a pandemic within itself, because so many people suffer from that. And they seem not to be able to surmount the unsurmountable. Today's guest, Elizabeth Kipp, is going to talk about her journey with chronic pain anxiety. And she's also going to share with us some highlights. Elizabeth R. Kipp is a stress management specialist, ancestral clearing practitioner, trauma-trained and yoga-informed addiction recovery coach, yoga teacher, and author of The Way Through Chronic Pain Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. She has lived this, so she knows firsthand what it's like to have an addiction and also have chronic pain. And she has been successful in moving forward from that. So it's my pleasure to announce and introduce to you, Elizabeth Kipp. Good morning, Elizabeth, how are you? Thank you so much, it's, it's great to be here. I'm so grateful to be able to share with your listeners and share you with my <clears throat> listeners. <clears throat> well, welcome, we're, we're glad to have you and yeah, I'm sure you're just a, a wealth of knowledge on this topic. So. Please just tell us about your story and how you, your journey as to how you got to where you're at right now. Thank you. I, um, understanding what chronic pain is now, I, I really, or we really need to start at the beginning. Um, I, I lived in a household where my mother was bipolar. They didn't know what bipolar was. They hadn't labeled it back then. And, um, she had uh, she had back pain and she she medicated it with alcohol because she couldn't handle pain medicine and so um she had an erratic personality and i never knew when she was going to get mad and when she was going to be nice and so that set my nervous system up for hypervigilance i was always i was always you know waiting for when's the next shoe going to drop when am i going to get in trouble I, I didn't realize how detrimental that was at the time, but that's an important piece of the story, this hypervigilance, right? Setting the nervous system up for a constant hypervigilance. That's a stress response out of balance right there. Then when I was 14, I fell off a horse and landed on a rock and broke my fifth lumbar front to back. And, um, and, and I actually managed to uh, live my life uh, with some pain um, but kind of without surgery or anything uh, for 14 years. And then 14 years later, 
um, my back became so painful and the doctors look at it and said, you know, this is, you're unstable. We need to do surgery and, and fuse this bone. Um, <clears throat> that bone, uh, that front part of the lumb, fifth lumbar, which is right above the sacrum, um, <clears throat> is 80% slipped into oh, wow. my pelvis. And, and that, that pulls the, the leg nerves with it. So, um, it was important that we get that stabilized. It took four surgeries altogether. Um, I have a, I have hardware in there now that, that that's holding it together, but it took a lot of surgery and <clears throat> I had more pain <laughs> than I had before. It, 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 it gave more and more pain. The doctors really didn't understand what chronic pain was at the time. They didn't know how to treat it other than to give me opiate pain medication and benzodiazepine anti-anxiety medicine to help me cope with the pain. That was the only answer that they had. And the other thing they said to me was that I would be in level seven out of 10 pain for the rest of my life, 24 seven. And I'd be in a wheelchair when I was 40 and I was 28 when that they told me that. They kept telling me that. <laughs> it's almost like they were trying to convince you that this um, was going to happen. <laughs> in the beginning, I, I believed them when they first said that because I, they had the knowledge, right? I have a science background, and I, I understood that well, that's their area. My area is over here, and that's their area. And, but then after, uh, after thinking about it and kind of getting my center again, because that's quite a pr pronouncement, really, I realized that they're their comment about me being in pain for the rest of my life was a inaccurate because they're not fortune tellers mm -hmm. b um they forgot their basic science which is it's not facts it's not black and white it's probable that it's all probabilities and mm -hmm. they didn't leave any window open for hope so that was another error right yeah. the other thing that i realized and i was so grateful that i had this realization <clears throat> We heal and live in the all that is. Science, which is where Western medicine lives, science is a self-limiting framework that can only comment on that which you can measure, observe, and describe. Observe, describe, and measure. All right, so we heal there, but we also heal outside of that. So it can't comment on anything outside of what it can observe, measure, and describe. We heal everywhere. They'd forgotten, the doctors forgot the limitation of their own model. And I saw that. And so mm -hmm. I realized I was going to have to look other places for my healing. <clears throat> and I did. I went to, I used acupuncture, which was very helpful um, in reducing pain. Um, I had a massage. I did, I did uh, a very gentle Hatha yoga practice. I had Reiki, all different kinds of energy um, modalities. But I still had this basic... Um, underlying chronic pain um, and that nobody seemed to really know what to do with. Finally, I met a gentleman named Dr. Peter Prescott who had a pain management program. Uh, he wrote a book, um, The Conquer Chronic Pain, uh, An Innovative Mind-Body Approach, mm -hmm. which is a great book. He understood that chronic pain changes the brain, which the other doctors didn't have training on that. He was a specialist. He understood 
the nature of the of the that we in order to heal chronic pain we have to heal the changes that occur in the brain because of the chronic pain and so he taught me how to do that one of those things and 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 the audience may think you know this is crazy one of the most profound things was to meditate to calm the mind chronic pain creates a lot of chaos in the brain a lot of pronounced negativity um a real negative bias in terms of what we think about ourselves, what we think about the world, what we think about others. And meditation helps to calm that. Um, we did we did some other practices. We did breath work. We did um, we did some adversity uh, therapy, some some cognitive behavioral therapy. We did some of that. Um, but the, the point is, is that you can heal from chronic pain. It's not a life sentence. Well, you know, and it is, it is true, you know, and I could speak from this because I'm, I bridge uh, Western medicine with, um, you know, the spiritual. And I, I think there's so many limitations with um, Western medicine. And I find that a lot of times practitioners will tell a patient things, but they project a lot of their fears and anxieties with that onto the patient. And the patient may not even have that, but yet the patient is giving their power away to that and taking it on as their own truth, when in essence it's not. Oh, so important. I, I, I'm so glad that you said that. Um, another thing that I learned along this journey was who's responsible for my healing? So the, the greatest healer in my life and everyone else's life is within, right? That's so great. instead of looking out there for the answer all the time, I give 20% of all the responsibility for my healing to the entire medical world, all yeah. healers, doctors, 20%. The other 80% is between me and, and that 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 God or creator or whatever you want to call it, that, that, that intelligence within that's, so I take that the medical community, all the healthcare people out there, they guide me on how to support the body as it heals the mind, body, and spirit as it heals. That's their job. And my job is to listen, uh, do the best I can to, uh, to, to, to follow those orders provided they make sense right? Like, I'm not going to follow the order, you will be in level 10, out of, 7 out of 10 pain for the rest of your life. I'm not going to follow that. Right. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, right? right. And, but and I then, follow, I follow the orders the best I can. And then I just have to get out of the way and let the body heal. Absolutely. And I think for so many people, that is a challenge, because this is where, you know, it takes patience, courage, and more patience. Um, and just, you know, I call it TLC, the tincture of time. It's that you just have to be kind and, um, allow your body to heal. We're, we're in such a society where, and I think you could agree on this, is that everybody's in a rush to, to do things and to make it better or to, to fix things. And sometimes the solution is to allow it to unfold and be with it and experience it, experience what it's teaching you, because it's really teaching you a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people want to bypass and not want to go there. 
They yes. want to call a procedure or something just to, you know, throw on the situation, which never gets to the deeper, richer components of why this is so. It also blocks our healing. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us more about, you know, the whole chronic pain thing with you and what your journey was with that in, in more detail. And, and, you know, cause you, I know you, and I shared in a conversation that you were addicted to opiates and, and stuff like that. So tell us what that was like coming off of that and, and oh, how, Lord. yeah, yeah. Cause I think yeah, that's I was, important to know. I was on, I was on <clears throat> opiate and benzodiazepine medication, anti-anxiety medication for 32 years. The last, <clears throat> The last 15 years of that was fentanyl and Ativan. Oh, wow. And, um, and and no small dose of it, by the way. So the fact that I'm sitting here is is rather miraculous <laughs> because a lot of people uh, take a fentanyl and they don't wake up because it represses their nervous system. They, it just, they just stop breathing because it's so strong. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a tricky one that, that, that's a very dangerous medication. Um, so coming off of that was brutal. I, I, yeah. I was I was in a, a chemical t detox hospital bed for 10 days. They gave me a, a an interesting uh, a cocktail of uh, a medication, kind of a mix of this and that of medication um, to uh, to help the body help calm the body enough so that as the detox, as the shift changed, as the medicine's not coming, as the pain medicine and the, and the benzo are not coming in, mm -hmm. the body has a chance to adapt to that new environment. Um, so that was, that was pretty, pretty brutal, but um, I, I managed, I, I had a beautiful staff with me and they made sure that they kept me safe. What was interesting was when I got up at that bed, I was I was in there for 10 days, so I lost all the muscle tone. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I had to do a lot of rehab to get to walking again. But I went from the bed, I stood up just long enough to get into a wheelchair, just long enough. And when I stood up, I noticed something. It was astonishing to me. I had no back pain. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I, I, I <laughs> there's no back pain here. <laughs> it was astonishing to me. And... Then I got in the wheelchair. I still had a lot of um, pain in my gut, uh, mm -hmm. which was residual to all the opiates. But the the pain, the the medication itself was actually causing some of the pain. <clears throat> we call that hyperalgesia, when the pain medica medication itself is causing pain. They didn't even know what hyperalgesia was until 2010, and I was in. I went into that pain management program in 2013. Yeah. 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 So, um, so then I went into uh, Peter's, uh, uh, Dr. Peter Prescott's um, pain management program into his classroom. And he said the most interesting thing to me. He started saying, don't judge the moment. I'm sitting in the classroom. He's talking to the whole class. Don't <laughs> judge the moment. And I'm, I'm sitting there going and in my head, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, dude, I, I'm not judging anything. I'm just sitting here minding my own business, trying to detox from that stuff. right? <laughs> and, and he started talking a little bit more. And I realized he was talking about my pain. Mm. Don't judge the pain. I thought, oh, my goodness. I thought I've been judging my pain my whole life as bad. 
yeah. right? Which was a huge piece of, of, you know. So he said, what are you doing to contribute to your pain? And Ooh. I thought, I'm not doing anything. It's doing it to me because I was in this total <laughs> victim mode. Yeah, yeah. Him just pointing out that I'm judging my pain as bad mm -hmm. was it changed me from being in a victimhood to empowerment because I realized I had a role in feeling my in my own pain experience. That was huge for me. That is huge because, you know, so many times we want to it, it's like the pain we want to detach from it. And I personally feel that sometimes it's it's a call for love and it wants to it's a part that's, you know, wanting some extra love and TLC and embracing it with a lot of, you know, love and light and bringing it into you and reincorporating it. It actually helps it because it's it's not really separate from yourself. It's part of you. It's part of you. And when we're resisting it, <clears throat> which, you know, I've got a part of me that will resist pain. <laughs> it's just it's just an old pattern, <clears throat> which I've I've really reprogrammed it. But <clears throat> yeah, there's still a part of me that's that wants to do that. Um, but see, the thing I, is, you, you catch yourself. So now you could do something about it. That's yeah, the beauty. When, when, yeah. When I realize that I'm pushing against the pain, what am I doing? I'm just making it bigger. Exactly. So when we accept the pain for what it is yeah. and aren't, aren't judging it, but realizing that it's information in the system, keeping that neutral there, that pain transmutes from this, this, this stressful, this stressful um, experience to energy. Yes. And it becomes, it becomes information in the system that's energy, but there's not all this mindset around, oh my God, and all that stress, all this stress around it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're inviting it to be a part of you and it's energizing you. You're gaining the wisdom from it instead of, and you're incorporating that into you instead of pushing it away, which is our natural reaction and tendency to do. Exactly. Exactly. Also, <clears throat> when I was a child, and, you know, many of us may have had this experience, whenever any of us got a bump or went, ah, you know, or something happened and we <laughs> reacted, what happened? The adults came rushing into the area to give us, to stop the pain. Yes. So we get the message when we're really little, we're at war with pain. And that's, that's an error in the system. Yeah. Pain is just trying to give us some information about, you know, how we're living our life. Totally agree. And, you know, one of our guests, and I just want to acknowledge this here, um, Amir Abbas Malik, um, I'm going to Hyatt Kyle, um, he had a question and maybe let's see if we can answer it for him. He says, tell me something about chronic and acute effect. Well, chronic pain, <clears throat> I'm not sure what chronic and acute effect is, but I know that, <clears throat> pardon me, chronic pain <clears throat> and acute pain are different. Right. Acute pain is something that you have, say, I break a bone and <clears throat> they put it in a cast and and hopefully <laughs> and <laughs> and it, it, it starts to heal and the pain level drops and the stress response goes back to normal. <clears throat> chronic pain. <clears throat> is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for mm. three months or more. Got it. Acute pain isn't felt like that. Acute pain, you know, whoop, when it comes and it goes. 
Chronic pain is the stress response that's <clears throat> gotten out of balance. And in it, again, the hypervigilance in the system, it's always looking, it's on all the time. And that, that creates a lot, of, a lot of trouble in the brain. In acute pain, we don't have that chaos in the brain and the negativity and the, and the brain fog. We don't have that. Uh, it's just, it's a very different, would you agree with that? <laughs> I, I, I believe that that's very true because um, it's almost like when there's a chronic condition, it's like your body just restructures itself to accommodate that. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's just like, it, it's like you're constantly thinking about it and it's almost like you're getting more neuropathways to it to, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yep. it, it's like it continues to perpetuate itself. It's like the, uh, the belief or the, uh, you know, what you, what you resist persists type of thing. So it's mm -hmm. like whatever we're trying to um, put a stop to and not deal with, you know, on this, you know, on a deeper level, but a superficial level, we throw, you know, more medication on it and stuff like that, but we never get to the underlying issue, what really caused it. Yeah. Well, main, pain medication doesn't help, doesn't heal oh, chronic pain. Doesn't no, heal, not at all. It doesn't it heal just, the changes in the brain. It actually makes, makes them it worse. It yeah, makes it you, worse. So. I think it makes it worse, but yeah. anyway, Elizabeth, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, kudos to you for, you know, moving through that and um, living your best life now. I think what you're doing is amazing. Could you just share with your audience what you do? Um, and, sure. you know, I know a lot of times our pathway leads us to what we teach. So and I know that's that's been your journey. Just share a little bit about that, please. Well, I help people. Uh, in chronic stress, uh, stress find a relief and balance in their life. <clears throat> um, I also, and I, I work a lot with chronic pain sufferers. I work with um, people that are in recovery from chronic pain and, are, and maybe have a, <clears throat> a health challenge where they're trying to stay off medication. I work for pe with people in recovery. <clears throat> and I also work in the ancestral healing realm mm. uh, around uh helping people release the burden they carry from their lineage, not just their past in this lifetime, but from their lineage, which can actually um, contribute to chronic pain as well. So that's kind of my area. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the whole ancestral um, part is just very fascinating because it's all energy really. And it just carries over from lifetime to lifetime through, you know, your, your from your great grandparents, your great great grandparents, mm -hmm. you know, many many different uh, levels and stuff like that. It's so true, and it. it I think we're finding that um, as time goes on, we're going to be seeing more and more of this coming to the forefront mm -hmm. of of how this really is an integral part of mm. of who we are, really. And a lot of times we take on that burden, and it's not even ours to to deal with, really. Exactly. They, and Rachel Yehuda and her colleagues have done uh, some extraordinary work on um, <clears throat> descendants of Holocaust uh, victims mm -hmm. and have found that they don't they don't have as much resilience. It's uh, they've actually studied their cortisol levels. Wow. It's really interesting. Um, they even came up with a it's kind of expensive and it's it's kind of edgy new stuff 
came up with a, a, a test uh, to, to kind of um, measure uh, PTSD and what, how much of it you have. It's, it's really interesting. I so think we all have a dose of that. Yeah, yeah. With you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might not be as extreme as, you know, some other things, but we've all experienced it in one shape, mm -hmm. way or form. But anyway, mm -hmm. well, thank you, Elizabeth. I so appreciate you being here today. I have Elizabeth's contact information on the screen here if you want to reach out to her. Um, you could reach out to her at Elizabeth at Elizabeth.kip.com. Her website is www.elizabeth.kip.com. And you could probably find a wealth of information about her and her offerings. So any last words to our audience before we close? Oh, thank you so much. I, I would, if anybody, you know, the, the one thing I want them to realize is the greatest healer lives within you. Mm. Remember that. That's true. Yeah. True that. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You're so welcome, Elizabeth. And so I just want to thank the audience for listening. And um, I hope you learned something today. Uh, if you like what you hear, I invite you. Oh, I'm going to put this down in the bottom of the screen. There it is. To subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Dr. Dolores Vizzino. Um, We're trying to grow our audience and our influence. And if you have one of those minds that never stops chattering or is never in the present moment, have I got a, a little gift for you. It's a free meditation and it is a grounding meditation that allows you to be in the present moment. So I invite you to go click on drdoloresvizino.com forward slash free dash video for that. And once again, thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode next week on healing in ways you never thought possible. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Dolores Show. Dr. Dolores returns Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember to be kind to yourself and create your best life. You are worth it.